always is approaching. Whether it's going to hit or not, I mean, it's going to feel the effects of it. I think they already posted videos of people at Epcot and the winds and the rain were already pretty impressive. I have not seen that. Yeah, they've been kind of cropping up the past day or so. Um, I just but... saw a video today from our friends over there that it's still sunny skies. Who was that? Uh, Jesse and Jenna. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but then I, there was another video I saw where they, they were trying to shore up the, the lines for the sky ride. Oh, yeah, definitely not testing during the hurricane. <laughs> it's testing. Yeah. <laughs> it's testing to how well it can handle 158-mile-per-hour winds. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere um, Bob Iger, Bob Chapek are like, you know what, guys? This is, this is really the most severe weather we're going to have all year. Let's let's send them out for a test run mm-hmm. Bob, in, in the strongest wind we have possible. Bob Disney is the all peak is, of the hurricane. Is wetting himself over this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, luckily they have the escape pods for the... The Skyliner. No, it's not safe boats, to send the boats out. Which I know, the boats windy. are going to be in the water, which is going to be no. turbulent. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, um, they do have policies in place that we're going to talk about later, about how you can either cancel or reschedule if... Could you if, imagine, like, hey, this is our first trip to Disney. We've always wanted uh, to go. We've never been there before. Let's go on this date. Oh, wait, there's a hurricane coming. A couple of pros and cons here. I almost said tornado. Couple couple of things I can see that might be a bright light is that if they the were park to, will be empty. Yeah, if they were to eke it out, they would have no wait <laughs> whatsoever. They probably could get into any restaurant they wanted to. There'd be dozens of cancellations. Um, Every park's a water park. And the only way you can truly cancel or change your reservation is if the National Weather Service declared it was you know a hurricane emergency. And, and otherwise, if it doesn't go to that level, you are still required to go or pay cancellation fees. Or if you had trip insurance, that saved you. So luckily, we, I don't even know the worst weather we've ever been in in Disney. I think just heat, just heat and, <laughs> and just thunderstorms, honestly. I mean, that's, that's Florida. You're no, not going to get much. I'd love to be there when they have frost. I've heard much about this January, February frost where our friend was like, oh, yeah, because he lives there. I don't believe it. He said, uh, sometimes it gets, it's cold enough for a sweater and you can see some frost. And I don't believe it. That's well, early in the morning. <laughs> cold enough for a sweater for Floridians is like 60 that's true. That's true. It gets below 80 and they're like, ooh, better, better put the parka on. Ooh, ooh a little yeah. ooh, chilly. Ooh, don't you know? Yeah. Anyway, we are back. It's episode 15. I'm Kate, your host, and I'm once again joined by the man who thought alien swirling saucers was supposed to have Sigourney Weaver, Patrick. And it didn't, and I want my money back. I was very upset. Yeah, because I kept thinking that Sigourney Weaver would be perfect on this ride. And a little girl screaming, Ripley! Yes, that too. That needed that very much. Hi, Patrick. Actually, that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have made that ride so much better. <laughs> you just see one, in one of the carts, the little girl just going in and out, in and out. Oh. Just every once in a while, there's like a blaster that goes across your bow, and it's Sigourney Weaver. Maybe they'll do a Halloween overlay. Oh, no. I, <laughs> think we, I think we gave them a great idea. Yeah. Don't don't take it from us. How are conquer. you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's September, finally. <sighs> we are... A couple days after the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Never thought the day would come. Now it's here. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about that in particular for this episode. It kind of overtook the episode in terms of all the news clips that we went through. Um, So that will be our main topic today is the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We're very excited to talk about the opening day, what it was like there. We weren't there, but we did our due diligence and research and looked into what it was like. Felt like like we were there. Felt like we were there, right along with all the famous YouTubers. So we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to talk about the parks. So we, we started off by talking about Hurricane Dorian. 
And as I said before, guests can call within seven days of their scheduled arrival to Disney World to either reschedule or cancel their vacation if a hurricane warning is issued for the Orlando area. Disney Cruise Line is also going to have very similar policies for their cruises. So if a hurricane is going to hit Florida and I've got reservations for Disneyland, what can I do? Absolutely. Go there. Go and avoid the hurricane. Oh, all right. Yeah, good, good, good advice. There's no one at the parks anyways there, so <laughs> even less now because school started. That's but. great advice. Yeah, so everybody please be careful if you're visiting the parks. If you are there right now and listening to this, <laughs> number one, get out of your Why? hotel room yeah. or, or take your ear pods out and, and go on rides. But uh, if you happen to be there or you're going to be there in the next couple of days, let us know. We'd love to hear what it's going to be like down there, what the weather's like. Even, even after, like a week after, I'd like to know if there was... Any damage or if they saw anything or... Or if it didn't actually get that bad, how low the crowds to. were. It's supposed it, to yeah. get bad. In hindsight, you know, was this all, you know, of course they have to take precautions, but I'd love to see like, you know, because if everybody thought oh, it was going to be terrible, they just avoided it completely. And then there were very low crowds. Wow. In Epcot, we finally got a range of dates for the opening of Remy and the Ratatouille Ride. Remy, Chef Remy's uh, restaurant wait. and the Ratatouille ride. It's going to be opening sometime in September, excuse me, sometime in summer of 2020. So this could literally be from May until the end of August. That's kind of what they consider to be summer. Um, I believe when Pandora opened, it was around Memorial Day. Uh, Toy Story Land opened late June. And uh, yeah, so it could be any, any of those dates. Um, I wonder if it will coincide with anything. Um, Outside of the parks, any kind of film announcements, anything like that. Um, it's going to be a year later from now. I mean, it's lots could happen between then. But we're not only going to get the ride, we're going to get La Creperie de Paris, which will feature table and quick service options. This is going to feature a menu from celebrity chef Jérôme Bocuse. So the question is begged that that little tiny crepe stand that's outside of France, is that going to remain open if there's a larger crepe restaurant in the land? I have lost sleep over this question for I the last you have, couple of days. Which is why it was like the first thing on my list this week. <sighs> and I, I am very excited for it. Ratatouille is one of the under, uh, undersung Disney hits. I, it's one of my favorite movies. I, I agree. love that movie. I agree. We have not watched it in quite a while. No. I would like there to be a meet and greet with um, the critic. Oh yeah, sure. I very much would like to see that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they'll if they'll have I I would wager that they're going to have somebody a cast member be um, fettuccine. I, I would think that that would be fairly easy to do. I would think um, so, especially with a wonderful red haired wig. Um, very much looking forward to this. Um, always nice to get a new restaurant, especially in Epcot. Um, so yeah, that'll be really awesome and fun. And I think that there's going to have to be a lot of changes to to France to accommodate for the. Um ride queue and then the oh, after ride yeah. and i and think the skyliner is right there well but the skyliner is not going to interfere with Mm-mm. the france land at all Mm-mm. but I, i'm just really curious to see how the entrance and, and exit and you know the crepe stands and everything else how how all that changes yeah be very fun well especially you have to think probably people would start entering more from the international gateway if they want to start in france Sure. It's right there. So I assume sure. that they might be expanding those walkways there just to accommodate for the larger influx of people. Yeah, possibly. Patrick, I know that you'll be stoked about this one. Germany is getting a brand new polka band. You know, you laugh. I didn't, I didn't. Did I laugh? Play the tape back. I didn't laugh at all. Do it. Play the tape back. I can't right now. Come on, We're play recording. it back. Oh, I see how it is. No, I, I you laugh because... Uh, I I think the uh, polka stuff in Germany is phenomenal. I yeah. love it. I love it, and it's one of my favorite places to go. We have eaten there. 
I, I loved it. The once, moon moves. Once at the restaurant and many times outside with mo- beer and pretzels. The moon moves during while you eat. I the still what? The moon inside. The, oh, the moon inside the restaurant. I was like, the actual moon, yes. The actual moon outside does move, Patrick. The Very moon good. Inside, I will contend the moon inside moves. Probably does. It Disney magic. It doesn't. But anyway, uh, I'm really excited. I And I love uh, Polka. And, uh, sure, and the band is as called. As much as the next guy. Born to Polka. Of course it, do, of course of course it, it is. Of course it is. What, that, the name, that name wasn't taken. Makes me think of um, Home Alone when she's in the, the mother's in the van with the Polka King of the Midwest. Yeah. Polka, polka, polka. You know that song, polka, polka. <laughs> the other movie that it makes me think of is... No, it's her. It's with her. Is Good it, Morning Vietnam. Okay. When the, the other DJ, DJ comes up and he just plays polka music. <laughs> That's I what it is. I love polka just as much as the next guy. That's who it is. Yeah. Uh, so this band is going to play several different instruments and they will invite guests up to dance, just like the other one did that when we were there having dinner. This is a very nice story. Snow White in Epcot uh, had a very special interaction this week with a young boy who had autism. Uh, Brody was 11 years old. He was in line to meet Snow White. And apparently that was the moment where he became overwhelmed and didn't really want to go through with it and started having a meltdown. Snow White noticed this, the, the, the cast member playing Snow White, noticed that he was having a meltdown, took him for a walk away from the crowd. And there are these really touching pictures of him just crying on her shoulder, him just like laying on her lap. And then they were dancing together. And that's, that's true Disney magic. I'm a little upset about this. Why is that? Well, because I tried this and I got kicked out. Yes. We, we know that you also have... Uh, special needs in different ways. But this is a very <laughs> touching story. Um, a lot of these have come out of the parks the past couple months. Um, I believe there, it was actually Universal Studios. There was a cast member there. I don't know if you call them cast members there. Sure, why not? I think cast member is a term solely into Disney. I'm not going to fight either way. Universal crew members. There you go. I crew think members. you made something up, but that's I all right. I did. Um, where they just, it's actually just like a guest service person just, you know, sat on the ground with them. And, and that's why, you know, these, I feel like these uh, parks are so successful. Not the only reason, but I mean, they, they really do care about people and that's really what it's all about. So yeah. we had a, a, a conversation this week with a gentleman at church whose daughter is uh, uh, autistic and she actually is in a wheelchair. And he told me the story about how this gentleman jumped over, they were in a crowd, yeah. and the gentleman jumped over the wheelchair and almost stepped on his daughter. And the, he, the, the, the man I was talking to kept going and bumped the gentleman. And the gentleman turned around and said, you know you just hit me with your wheelchair. And the dad said, yeah, I know I hit you with my wheelchair. You jumped in front of me. And <laughs> so they started this altercation. Well, out of nowhere, he said, these huge, gigantic guys came up and apprehended the gentleman. And they told the dad that they had been watching him all day long do Whoa. this to people in the parks. And so they, t- they sat and talked with him, and the daughter was like, I want to go home. I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be here. And this huge, gigantic gentleman bent down to the daughter and said, that man will not be bothering you ever again. He's been banned from the park for the next year. <gasps> oh, my God. So yeah, so Disney, wa- and they watch. They've got cameras. Eyes everywhere. And he said that there are special forces that work the parks, and that they, they were retired special forces. Oh, sure. Because, or- I mean, it, it, at any at any given moment, it's a humongous threat. I and mean, the parks have so many people in right. them. The second you walk through bag check, you are, your face is you're scanned, on, you're yeah. recognized, and they watch you from start to finish. Wow. They've got the camera technology that can, tra- they can identify your face and track you. So long story short, Patrick, the next time you put your head on Snow White's lap, <sighs> they're watching. I know they're watching, and I have apologized. <laughs> I was tired. You were, may, may I say, grumpy? I was a little grumpy. Perhaps, may, maybe. 
So it is the month of September. That means that the Food and Wine Festival is going to be starting soon. Um, if you would like a very, very, very thorough guide of all of the food stands Just throughout the parks, do not ask Patrick. All Instead, right. go over to the Disney Parks blog and find their literally kiosk to kiosk guide highlighting some of the best items and drinks so we just we picked a few out just to kind of tell you what's there there's a booth for thailand where you can get marinated chicken with peanut sauce and stir-fried vegetables Yum. australia you know patrick give us a australian hello good day thank you there are grilled sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp and pine <laughs> with pineapple pepper onion and snappies hang on bushberry shrimp I now think of shrimp in a bush on land. I believe that was one of uh, Dr. Bubba Seuss. Gump's. Oh, I was say Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Bubba Gump's creations. I like shrimp. I like fried shrimp. Bushberry shrimp. Tempura shrimp. Bushberried shrimp. Yeah, absolutely. Or it's, you know, and, and then in the in the forest of Oom, there was a bushberry shrimp. With a, Make a rhyme, come on. I can't, oom, with, with, a, with a big fat tomb. Oh, I'm, that's not I don't, healthy. This is why I don't write children's Ooh. books. And then from Hawaii. Well, are you oh, going to ask me to say hello from Hawaii? Uh, Patrick, please. Oh, <laughs> boy. Be careful. Please give us a Hawaiian hello. God day. That is not right. Hawaii, we have the Maui Brewing Company Bikini Blonde Lager. <clears throat> you know how you like bikinis, Patrick. I love blondes. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> I'm not blonde, just so everybody knows. Let's buy some merchandise. <laughs> Along with that, Food & Wine merchandise is now available. And the merchandise this year is featuring rose gold accents, pretty pink and purple colors, and sparkle. Ooh, sparkle. It's featuring Mickey and Minnie this year, and you can buy headbands, spirit jerseys, ladies' t-shirts, mugs, plush dolls, and Dooney and Burke purses mm, for the special that sounds in your life. fun. Don't it? Christmas is coming. Uh, I don't want Dooney and Burke. Christmas I actually don't care about Dooney coming. and Burke. Raise your hand if you don't care about Dooney and Burke. Oh, wow. I don't. Look at the hands. I don't. Yeah, just one person at this table. Um, I don't care. Well, I, I don't expect you to care. You don't like purses, I don't period. like headbands. I don't like spirit jerseys. I don't like ladies' tees. I hate mugs. <laughs> I, I wonder don't why. I need dolls. <laughs> None of that list surprises or enthralls me. Enthralls? Enthralls? Enthralls. Did you, did you try to combine two words? Yeah, I did. None of those objects thrill me. But I'm sure that they, they will for other people. No, good. That's why we're telling the news, not for your... Pleasure. Anyway, Good moving on. Good day. Goodbye. Uh, in the resorts, we're going to get some new details on the new Star Wars hotel. There is a now a lounge that's been announced. It's called the Silver Sea Lounge. And Patrick, I, I left you a picture, mm-hmm. you know, for you to follow along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I like pictures. The picture looks like that. There's a bar in the background, mm-hmm. a very futuristic looking bar, obviously, with some some characters looking directly out of the films. And then it looks like we have about four or five guests that are playing some sort of some some form of the the game that they played in Solo, a mm-hmm. Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like it, there's going to be some interactive features at this bar and lounge. Along you know what I see in that picture? What do you see? You don't see it. What? I don't see it. What? I don't see it anywhere. Oh, I see it. You're lying to our listeners. Don't I lie. I see it. Yeah, but it looks like the, the the makeup on the characters, the cast members, looks very awesome. It uh, does. There's a lady that's covered in purple. And I believe that's just a skin condition. Horns. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry. It's just a big bruise. <laughs> oh, well. We also got this week more details on Reflections Resort, which is the brand new Disney World Resort. Um, at the resort, the, the new lodgings look absolutely beautiful. Something almost out of a Frank Lloyd Wright uh, design. There are A-framed house accommodations along with treehouse suites. So along with those we announced last week that there's going to be a Princess and the Frog restaurant Yum. at this resort on Bay Lake. Cool. Yeah. Yep. 
I feel silly saying it because now it's open, but let's talk about Star Wars. So we finally got the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge on August 29th of this week. And um, the internet and has nobody been, went. Yeah, nobody went. No, that's not true. A lot of people went. A lot of people went. <laughs> a ton, of people, a ton went. of people went. Before the park opened, they reached capacity. So we have we have now found a, a brand new, not brand new, but we have found somebody new to follow. And it is Brayden over at Mickey Views. He's awesome. He is awesome. He's someone, he's very young. He's got to be like 19 or 20. He has been YouTubing for a very long time. And this is what he wants to do for a, like a living. So he's, he's I think, actually in the process of moving down to Florida to be there from Georgia. Um, he's got a wonderful website and he has an awesome YouTube channel. Just his excitement, enthusiasm is what draws me in immediately. But then his editing skills are very good, too. And his video on the opening day oh. was awesome. I mean, it really was. It was a really neat uh, uh, POV, a point of view. It was, it was really cool. It was about an 18-minute video uh, detailing... From when he woke up at like two a.m. in his yeah. hotel, because two the some of the hotel restaurants did open at two thirty for guests that were wanting to get breakfast early, because the busing started at three thirty. Wow! So that was super early. Well, but then he didn't take the busing, as he did, did not. about I don't know four or five thousand other people. They Ubered, and the reason being was that because the busing wasn't going to start till three thirty. Um, you were not allowed to do drop-offs either, I believe. It had to be an Uber, which apparently goes to someplace different. So what he did was he walked from the boardwalk mm. and then walked to the almost, the almost entrance of Hollywood Studios. Not quite, because they had cordoned off. And um, a line formed. So he was there at 2.30, and I think around 3, 3.15, the line started moving towards the front of the park, towards the gates, the security lines. And they said by that point, the one of the buses had arrived early. And, and cut them off and got in front of them in line. But by the time he actually got to the security checkpoint, the, the Magic Band scanner at, at Universal Studios, I'm sorry, woo, not that one, that one, Hollywood Studios, he, th- there was mass people already lined up, yeah. already ready to go. Uh, and by that point, they, they started walking them very slowly forward to Galaxy Edge. This is like 420. Yeah. They, well, 420. <laughs> Hello. Please. Uh, no, they, they let them in. They, they, they would let them get to certain parts of the park and then mm-hmm. keep them roped off. And then once they got inside the park... They opened early, it sounded like. They, they did. They yeah. had to. They were supposed to open at 6, 30, mm, 6 o'clock like that. Yeah. for extra magic hours, but they opened early because they were, they were worried about crowd size. Yeah. And, and, and I think I said by 6.30 or 6.35... 6.20. They had reached capacity. Wait. The part, yeah, Magic Kingdom. No, not Magic nope. Kingdom. <laughs> can't we can't say the right park if you paid us this week? You know, oh my god! Oh my again. god! Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. No, yes, right. Yeah, Hollywood okay. Studios. MGM. Gotcha. Uh, Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood Studios reached capacity, which means thanks for coming. Goodbye. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, he he went through, he stood in a line for a while to try to get on Smuggler's Run, but that was a long line. He really wanted to explore the park, so he did not ride Smuggler's Run that day, but what he did do was he went to Ronto's Roasters, he went to Docking Bay 7, he went to some of the, the markets. He did not do the lightsabers nor the droid building, but he just basically showed us like what it was like. Some of the stormtroopers were out on deck of the ship. He saw the Millennium Falcon, um, and as we have learned from the Disneyland version, there will be characters roaming that you can talk to. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of his videos. But he was out of there. He left just as the sun was coming up, actually, to go back and edit the video we watched, which was about an 18-minute video. So we had plenty of, of information to share already without really even getting into too many details. Mm. Um, there was a line, a huge line for the milk stand already. There was a humongous line for the popcorn stand, oddly enough. Yeah. And he did try a breakfast at, I believe it was Docking Bay 7, which consisted of what we saw was like oatmeal, a smoothie, some fruit, 
And then he, on the way out, got a pita wrap from Ronto Roasters. And, and, and again, we are recounting Brandon, Braden, Braden, Braden's videos. I highly recommend go seeing them because watching him with his phone shuffle into the part to the uh, Star Wars land with thousands of other people with their phones shuffling their feet because there's just so many people. It's just really cool. And they talk about that moment where you come around the corner, you see the Millennium Falcon for mm-hmm. the first time, and they were saying that. Doesn't matter if you know it's coming. It doesn't matter if you, you know, if you, how excited you are. When you come around that corner and you see the Millennium Falcon, it will take your breath away. Even though you're prepared for it, he said it's just it just was breathtaking to see that. Kind of like um, seeing the castle for the first time, seeing the Hogwarts castle at Universal for the first time. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're if yeah, you're into that, if you're into that, which yeah. I am. Yeah, that's all well and good, but seeing the Millennium Falcon, I mean, this is my childhood. Harry Potter was my well. I mean, Star Wars was kind of my yeah, childhood, great. but more more yours. Like you lived great. it. Great, you yeah, lived it totally. I, whereas I lived. Well, we all we all lived Harry Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> and Harry Potter. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, actually, did we have a conversation on here, or was it last week? We talked about how Universal did it right by making Hogwarts an actual place, and in Star Wars. Oh no, it was on the podcast. We haven't I we haven't to. talked about it yet, but that is a bone of contention um, between. I'll just say this: several, uh, a few, a select group of people on Twitter, on Diz Twitter, that um, are criticizing it because they're saying, you, you didn't make it Star Wars enough because you made it a brand new location, kind of like Pandora. Mm-hmm. Pandora was a brand new location, not in the Avatar movies. So they're saying, you know, you finally get Star Wars and say you're going to have a Star Wars land, but there's no Star Wars in it, except for the Falcon, except for the Stormtroopers, and the, and the characters that you're going to see, but it's but, not truly... But let's make it Hoth, and let's make it places that I that I have, that I have some kind of attachment to. Right. I agree with that, and that's why... You, would you have liked to have seen? Oh my gosh, yes. I yeah. would love... Now, Hoth would have been difficult because of the snow. Why did they, I wish they would have Florida. built the actual cantina. Exactly. The yeah. actual one. And yeah, have, give me a And have replica. animatronic musicians. Seriously, though. I, honestly, because I, I have an attachment to that. I don't have an attachment to Butu. What is this called? Butu. <laughs> but, but to. Butube. But to. <laughs> yes. I don't have an attachment to. I, I don't. I really want you when we go there eventually to hashtag everything but to instead of Batu. Do you I, hear the difference? No, it sounds but, like you're saying the same but thing. But two and Batu. Oh. Maybe you have a longer ah. Uh, Batu. Batu. Oh. Anyway, I just think that I think it would be really neat to have to see that as something that I had attachment to, no. like the Millennium Falcon, and that's no. why the Millennium Falcon is gonna be so so cool to see. I know. Yeah, I I I wish we could have seen like the forest of Dagobah. 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 But uh, but having said that, Endor anything. I not not having Pandora be from Avatar. It still kept. I mean, you just have a. But force. that movie was not. No, does not I have agree. the reach. I agree. So I mean, that's a good question for you. Is if you could have had a part of the original trilogy, or even the. We don't want to really talk about it. The episodes one, two, three. If you wanted to see a, even like a pod race happen Misa. Misa or episode everything. seven, eight and the soon to be nine, if you could have seen something from one of those films that's not currently in Galaxy's Edge, what would it have been? Right. That's our question for you. So a couple of other things from, from this opening. This is kind of humorous and yet, yet serious because this is a serious thing. The TSA this week had a bit of a fit because as you see, the Coke products, the soda products in Galaxy's Edge are in the style of these round spherical pop bottles that are a knockoff of like a thermal detonator, the one that Leia holds exactly in, in Return of the Jedi in, in Jabba's 
palace. And so the TSA has banned these, these little tiny plastic Coke bottles because they look too much like a replica or an inert explosive. And those are not allowed in carry-on bags or check yeah. bags. Yeah. However, say lightsabers are allowed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Luckily. Yeah. So because up- some idiot would have made a bomb out of a Coke oh, can Lord. and then we would all have been in trouble. Well, and it looks, apparently it looks like one, but it's like, it looks like one from Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> not in real life. But anyway, the TSA is currently reviewing their policies, so they might backtrack. Yeah, I want someone to walk up in that outfit with the Coke bottle. You know what? I'm going to go back. The Coke bottles, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back because put in Star Wars land Jabba's uh, castle. And I want, let me walk around. I want there to be a Sarlacc pit. Yes, exactly. And you can I want toss to, the Coke bottles in the, and recycle them. And then you could have these people dressed as large pigs. I mean, ugh, it just writes itself. <laughs> it writes itself. And dancers that are chained to Jabba. <laughs> he can pull them back yes. in. Yes. Yeah. You could have cage matches below and, mm-hmm. and with that big, large monster and Luke. Make that the adult part of the park. Yes. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> what? Whoa. How I've offended you. How adult are you getting there? Well, just because of the costumes. Oh, okay. That's all. Okay. In the I, didn't, I didn't know that Luke's cloak violated you so much. <laughs> um, outside of Galaxy's Edge, for a limited time, there are neat uh, food offerings available, um, like we said, outside of Galaxy's Edge. So at Pop Century, you can get a Chewbacca chocolate hazelnut cupcake. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. At the Contempo Cafe at Contemporary, you can get a Wookiee cake. Oh, so much Wookiee love. A lot of Wookiee. You can get a Millennium Falcon <laughs> chocolate pop at the Ganacherie in Disney Springs. And also uh, at Amaretz. Still a little Wookiee. Go on. At Amaretz Patisserie, you can get a Chewbacca what cake. What is happening? They don't like anybody else but you. Apparently. Because he's a meatable character. A meat. Oh, M-E- oh a meatable. Meat, M-E-E-T. Not meat. All right. Don't kill Chewy. You can also get a dark side dessert at the Yacht and Beach Club. That ruined it. Or a Yoda cone at Pineapple Lene mm. at the Polynesian. Yummy. So if you've already been there to Batu, not Batu, if you've been to Batu, there's a back to Batu sweepstakes. Jim. <laughs> What's that mean? Jim's there. Jim's oh, been there. Oh, but he's a cast member. He can't enter. <laughs> Unless he, unless he's Pluto in disguise from what? our, from our podcast a week ago, possibly. Um, but seventy-seven winners of this contest will get the chance to go back to Batu to attend a special event at the resort on December fourth. You will also get a four-day, three-night trip for yourself and a guest, courtesy of Disney World and Southwest Airlines. Here's how you enter. What's up? So December fourth, that is the day before Rise of the Resistance opens. Rise of the you Resistance betcha! Opens. So you're gonna get to go there for a special opening. Wow. That's center, but we haven't been there yet. Yeah. We might though soon. But the contest will be closed, darn <laughs> it, because it closes in October on the tenth. We will just have missed our chance. However, if you would like to enter, you have to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge now and post a photo from your experience on Instagram or Twitter. Be sure be sure to tag at Walt Disney World and include the hashtags sweepstakes. Galaxy's Edge and back to Batu B A T U U in your post. So good luck with that. Um, we also learned from Brayden that on the opening day, the guests received a very special map of Galaxy's Edge that had a hologram on the front of the Millennium Falcon. Very, very cool. cool. And then now, if you hope to visit the land, you will have to check your app because they have integrated a uh, a loading procedure to get into the land itself. So if the crowds are normal sized or under, you do not have to use this. It's just going to be open. However, if it gets to or near capacity, you have to go on your app and check to see the status of the land. You will have to get in a virtual queue and join a boarding group. 
And then when it's time for your boarding group to enter the land, you will get a push notification and you'll get a certain amount of time to be there. I think three to four hours. Yeah. I still question how they're going to get people out. Hmm. They're going to force push everyone out. <laughs> They've learned how to do it. It's with your magic band. Like a huge magnet pushes you back. That would be cool. And a lot of fun to see. Like it's like being blown over by a hurricane. Oh, the, the lawsuits. Maybe, maybe oh, they the planned lawsuits. it. Like get out of the land. Here's a hurricane. Get, yeah. get out. Yeah. Now they planned it. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, sure. And so, of course, if you are a good park goer, you're looking for those uh, photo pass shots, and there is many available. Um, the typical kinds that you have characters added after your shot. You can have a picture with a porg, with an X-wing, and even a Tie Fighter. You can also take advantage of their Tiny World Magic Shot. This is like one taken with a drone camera that takes a a panoramic sort of of the world around you, and then it becomes a circular shot in the end with you at the center. You can also get a Super Zoom Magic Shot, which they debuted a couple of months ago at Magic Kingdom, which is a um, camera high up in the sky that takes a picture of you as as you are then blown up. Not blown up. Oh not, my god! Not, not, they don't. They don't. They don't shoot you in Star Wars Land. I mean, they enlarge you. I mean, oh my I, god! I mean, I mean, hang on. Let me restate. <laughs> uh, the tiny world magic shot. The, the super zoom magic shot means that you're 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 taken from very far away, uh-huh. and then you they are take also you. given a picture. Yeah, they take you away, Calgon. <laughs> then they take a, a, a close up of you. There uh-huh. you go. That's what I meant to okay, say. Okay. All right. From from the sky. Okay, so that's it. Yeah. So basically, it's a sky photo, but it's zoomed in to just have you. Did you blown up? <laughs> ah! that's, how, that's how they get you out of the land there's too and many your time's people up. Ah! so it's really cool to kind of know what the openings were like for Pandora and Toy Story Land in comparison to Galaxy's Edge and we, we went back and kind of looked at what happened and I remember watching um, the opening days of Pandora and seeing the 7-8 hour wait times and the wait times to get into the land itself that snaked around Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then Toy Story Land had a similar opening, but not nearly as severe. Um, But that's not to say that it's not as popular as those first two openings were. It's just I think that they've learned to to really monitor crowd sizes. You don't think so? I agree. I disagree. You disagree? Okay, why? Because of Star Wars. I mean, quite honestly, because of Star Wars. I mean, you have... Um, a movie franchise that has been going on since the 70s, since the late 70s. It's a huge movie franchise. You have age groups of 100 all the way down to newborns that know the characters. So you're saying there should have been a bigger crowd? There should have been a bigger crowd. Interesting. Toy Story doesn't have, I mean, Toy Story has a huge following, but not that large. And Pandora doesn't, you can't even come close. But Pandora had a huge... But Pandora also had a lot of visual effects that were really stunning. And it had two rides open. This is missing one of its rides. Whereas Toy Story Land also had three rides open. Yeah, see, I still think that Star Star Wars is just the name alone is going to get more people. Yeah, it should have. Yeah. It should have, but it was very manageable. We watched as the wait time for Smuggler's Run the opening day went to 300 minutes, so five hours. And then by the end of the day, it was down to 80. So either they did something right. I mean, I'd love to see the numbers from I'd that love, day. I'd love to know what it is right now. Yeah, right. You have the app. Okay, then yeah. you got to keep talking, which I'll I don't know talking. that's your forte, but go on. Oh my God, I can talk. Yeah. No, I, I'd be curious to know how the numbers are today. Now, bear in mind that I was actually reading an article about the hurricane saying that wait times at Universal today are five, 10 minutes for everything because people are canceling their tickets ahead of time and are, are not doing their visits. So I'm going to guess that all, Disney, all of the parks and Walt Disney times are, are lower with the impending storm. But I'd be curious to know about uh, Star Wars Land right now. What do you got? 
how the numbers are today. Now, bear in mind that I was actually reading an article about the hurricane saying that wait times at Universal today are five, ten minutes for everything because people are canceling their tickets ahead of time and are, are not doing their visits. So I'm going to guess that all, Disney, all of the uh, parks and Walt Disney times are, are lower with the impending storm. But I'd be curious to know about uh, Star Wars Land right now. What do you got? What do you think it is? Do you have a guess? Uh, well, again, I, I think, right here. but I think with the, uh, the storm, I think that the crowds are going to be less. So I'm sure, going to say, I'm going to say little... it's under two hours. I'm going to say it's under 128 minutes. It's a great guess. It's 90 minute wait. Okay. An hour and a half. And then in comparison to the rest of the park, the next ride, the highest up on the list is Toy Story Mania, not even Slinky Dog, but Toy Story Mania is at a 40 minute wait with Slinky Dog at 30 and the Tower of Terror at 25. Everything else is 25 or below. Yeah, how about that? Which again, okay. The hurricane. Sure. I picked a crappy time to open it. I mean, they knew her. They knew hurricane season is early. September. I know, but you flip a coin. I mean, the chances of there being a hurricane the same time you what open. What would have hurt park? them to open a month later? Oh, I think the I, I think the money. <laughs> Unless they were thinking well, we're going to open and, and the a skyliner. Month later a month is later. still is still hurricane season. True, and the and the the skyliner is scheduled to be open in late September mm-hmm. as well. They have food and wine fest going on. They have Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party that opened. There's a ton. And then they have their, their planned opening for Rise of the Resistance in December. So, you know, I know there's a lot that goes into planning, so it's far be it for me to try to guess. Um, this is a really fun article. This is a fun news clip. Um, we found out that there is a secret menu item at Ogus Cantina. Okay, so we, we found out in the past that if you go to certain Disney World restaurant locations and ask us in a specific way for the secret menu, you can get some neat items that you wouldn't normally see. So there is a charcuterie board at Ogus Cantina for $21 and according to the Disney food block it's not worth it. Really? They said it was some they said there was actually like string cheese on the board <sighs> and some of the meats were a little too crispy and they said bypass this go for something different. Apparently there's not a lot of food at Ogus Cantina right now there's like two or three items plus cuz the the drinks are the main feature. But they basically said, like, skip it. It's not worth it. Maybe it'll get better. They said go to Baseline Tap House, which is in the same park. It has a much better charcuterie board and more beers. So we got some other details this week on Rise of the Resistance. And we saw Disney Disney released a beautifully executed um, video, promotional video for it. And I got choked up. I think Patrick did, too. I don't know. Were you emotional? A little bit. I got a little emotional from it. Um, especially because they have they have this little girl starring at the center of this promotional video, and she goes into the land and gets to pilot the ship. And, and then she dies. So no, yeah. Then she gets blown <laughs> up by the magic shot. Oh no, they got her out of the land. What will we do? That's when I cried. That's when she cried. He cried. Um, <laughs> he's transitioning. Oh boy, what happened? I don't know what happened to this podcast. What um, but we we learned this week that there's several different parts to this ride, but. Talking about the second part of the attraction after the queue, you will disembark from the ride vehicles and you're going to be led through the ride by Poe Dameron. You will then walk to a transport ship to leave Batu. Then you're going to be captured and put aboard the Star Destroyer. You will walk out of the ship into a large room, which is filled with rows of mannequin stormtroopers and a few human first order guards. Yeah, Patrick found out that there's 50 animatronic stormtroopers in one room. Which is going to be unbelievable to see. Yeah, and the videos I'm sure in the next couple of years of them malfunctioning. <laughs> oh, and the hysterical. one that's like doing something different than the rest. YMCA. Like the right hand is is up and the other left hand is up, and mm-hmm. he's just like can't the, wait. The head is twitching can't or something wait. like that. Um, but yeah, uh, so then throughout most of this ride, 
your vehicle will be captained by a R5 droid. But then when you get onto the escape pod, you will, you will join a trackless ride system. And then this escape pod will have a big screen, and it's going to be kind of like what you experience in Star Tours. Mm-hmm. So there's many different parts. Then the best part of this that we found out this week is that there's going to be some sort of tower terror like drop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only one drop. So if if you're not a drop person, don't worry. It's only once. But I can't wait, and I I'm I'm happy to say that we are going back um, in for sure in in May, and then probably in June with with family, and we quite possibly maybe going in October for a, for just one shot one day there. So we won't see rise yet, but we'll hopefully see smugglers run. Yeah. Do you think that? It's just not the, the the rides not being well received as much as like Pandora was. Oh, I the think, passage. I think the ride. I, I think the rise of the Resistance ride is going to be huge. I do. I think I it's do. going to be ginormous. I think it's going to change the game. Well, and but I also think that it's you know I think Disney has this this thing where they have really awesome rides surrounded by okay rides. Mm-hmm. The Alien Saucer and Slinky Dog Dash, the uh, Pandora Two rides. Um, one where you get to watch a female avatar dance. The the shaman of songs. Yeah, we've been over this. It's a female. It's female, but there's a necessity for that because I, you know, some of the clients I've worked with, they have younger kids, and mm. flight of passage, they can't meet the mm-hmm. height requirement. Mm-hmm. They there's a need for it, mm-hmm. not for us. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so I think that's that's Disney's thing. So I, if if the rise does not open on time, I think that. Just like in California, you'll see numbers go down. And as soon as that ride opens up, it'll be pandemonium. We should do a whole episode on the openings of these rides, especially thinking about Universal with the recent opening of Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure and how how long the waits were for that, despite it having you know mechanical issues and having to postpone its opening until 12 o'clock most days. Mm-hmm. We hopefully will be able to ride that too. Yes, I hope When we so. get there in October, hopefully yeah. the, crowds will, the crowds will be down. We're going to get to see uh, Horror Nights again. Mm-hmm. Very excited to have the... Um, the the new houses there, the Ghostbusters house, the mm-hmm. uh, Us house from Jordan Peele, and again, Stranger Things, we always love that house. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll definitely have a, an awesome podcast episode for you uh, the third or fourth weekend of October to talk mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to that. But it's over to you, as we asked in the episode, um, if they could have included something from the Star Wars movie universe that they didn't include, obviously, in Batu, what would it? What, what would you have picked to have? And how would you have liked to have seen that come to life in front of you? Are they missing characters? Are they missing worlds? Or do you think that it's good that they went for something completely different to allow for, you know, with with the expanded film universe, The Mandalorian, Episode Nine, all the things that are coming down the pike for the Star Wars world, the new Kenobi series, did they purposely build a world that was unknown so that they can keep expanding? And will there be an expansion? Time will tell. So thank you for listening, everybody. This has been episode 15. Patrick, thank you once again for being you and for helping me blow up people around the castle. And <laughs> I thank you very much. So stay tuned for next week's episode and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.